Thanks for tuning in to the All Things Melanin Podcast. Be sure to subscribe, like this week's episode, and share with a friend. Now let's get into this week's episode. Hi, I'm Shelby. And I'm Erica. And welcome to the All Things Melanin Podcast, where your certified hype women are getting you through the week. Be sure to subscribe so you'll never miss an update. Erica! Hey, Shelby. Girl. Yes. What's good? What's happening? What's popping? How you really feeling? I'm really feeling sad because our hot girl summer is literally canceled. (laughs) It's finito. It was like, you're done. I was texting my homeboy today. And I was telling him how upset I was that Hot Girl Summer's canceled. He was like, yeah, it's done, done for all of 2020. He was like, but maybe, you know, 2021 will be a different story. I was like, I don't know if my knees going to make it to 2020. <laughs> we had so many plans. I feel like we spoke this into existence, though, because we said Hot Girl Summer is canceled. But then we said that Hot Girl Spring was going to come back because we were going to just thaw out a little bit to the summer. And right. then, no, now we just in, in the house. Um just watching just watching all of like my plans and our like you don't understand y'all like me and erica like we low-key homebodies but we like to be out yeah but we like to be at home so one of the things that we always do is like we do the same thing and we go to the same places so we had challenged ourselves in 2020 to step outside of our comfort zone and, like, go to different places, go to different yeah. events, and really just act our age instead of, like, grandmas. <laughs> yeah. And just when we had found the hot spots, just yeah. when we, you know, we was getting everything together, and we had, me and Erica had a whole game plan. We was coming for somebody's sons, okay? <laughs> God was like, nah, pimp. <laughs> I had, you know, I had dusted off my little knees because they're not what they used to be in undergrad. Let me see, I can pop, like, drop it and not get tired. Now I pop, like, drop it and I got to recuperate for three days. <laughs> right when I had my items in the shopping cart for this hot girl spring <laughs> girl. that I thought we were going to have. No, but in all seriousness, like, when you, when we're, we're joking, obviously, but we yeah. say like our plans have been canceled and like we aren't able to do what we plan on doing. I just feel like this whole time, this whole pandemic, we have been super blessed in many ways. Yeah. Um, yeah. because honestly, like it could be so much worse. And I feel like I always go back to like the, you know, spiritual way of thinking. And so I just really feel like if we truly believe that God is in control, like it happens in our daily lives. Like let's say the world is back to its normal state. God is in control of our lives. He will like our plans are not his plans. So like our plans of going to these brunches, going to these day parties, you know, living our best lives, flying to Miami, that may be our plans, but God can see way further in the future to where it's like, no, that's not your plan. I mean, that's that's your plan, but that's not my plan for you. And my plan is better for you. So I just, yeah. that's what I've been personally learning and trying to realize that, okay, what is God trying to t- teach us? Because he's speaking. I don't know if he's yeah, listening, yeah. but he's speaking. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, I didn't mean to start off with church, but <laughs> I'm just saying. No, you're correct. Like, I've really been trying to figure out, like, what am I supposed to come out of this season? And one thing that I do not want 
to do is to not take advantage of this pandemic. Because if I'm being honest, this is the first time, Erica, that I've been able to slow down in five years since I graduated undergrad. Because I'm usually always going. I'm usually always working. There's always something on my to-do list. And I had pretty much, I didn't realize, but I was running myself ragged mentally and emotionally and physically. Mm -hmm. And this is the first time that I've been able to pause. So I really feel like it's helping me. This time it's helping me to rest. It's helping me to connect more in my word because I feel like I had been like, like I'm a Christian and I read the word, but I, I hadn't been connecting with the word. Mm-hmm. And I feel like now I'm able to soak that up. But but the last thing that I think that this pandemic is teaching me is that like, you can't put your faith in a job, in a man, in a person, or in a situation. Man, because it's all because it's all temporary. The only thing that's eternal is God. Exactly. So, and I ain't trying to preach or nothing, but I said that to say that this has really taught me, friend, that in ever in whatever I'm praying and believing God for, and particularly in my career, there is not one reason why I should not shoot my shot in all areas of my life. Because I feel like if it's God's will, then He gonna make the shot go in. And I think so many times we sit here and we put our faith in our job, yep. in our man, in our friends, in materialistic things. But this pandemic showed us in the past month, in April and March alone, friend, that all of it can be taken away. Yep. So you may as well have pursued your dreams and your passions. And I think for me, all of this is coming full circle. And I just feel like God's been telling me, okay, you did it your way and you were feeling comfortable. Yeah. But now you don't have you don't have an excuse because you don't have that job anymore. You don't have an excuse because you don't have people, you don't have noise around you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You don't have no one hyping. You don't you don't have all of that. All you got is me and you. Yeah. So I'm giving you these ideas and I'm giving you these visions and I'm giving you all of this to think about as you pray, as you do all this. So why not? Yeah, exactly. And I just said that to say like, if anybody's just been thinking and in a rut and you have a vision, and whether you laid off or, you know, you're not in your word and you want to be close to God, like like Erica said, this is the time to do it. We may never have this time again. Yeah. So make sure that you take advantage of it. Sorry, I didn't mean to preach, but when you started, I just had to go ahead and finish. No, that's great because I feel like, like you, I was always running, running, running. How many times, friend, have I told you I'm just so mentally exhausted? I'm mentally exhausted. I just can't today. I can't. Because I'm always running here, there, everywhere, and not even taking time out for myself. Now, I will say that there's still some elements of life that is stressful, you know, but it really has sat me down and is like, okay, you're like, God is telling you. He is in control of your life. Like you said, there's nothing, everything can be taken away from you in a moment, right? So what do you have when all that's gone, right? So I think that that's the lesson here. For us believers, I mean, not everybody believes like that, but to me, that is what he is showing because at the end of the day, everybody, you have to recognize that this is bigger than us. This is not just, oh my gosh, this is happening. This There's a bigger lesson here that each of us, is affected in some way so i mean i ain't trying to preach either so <laughs> we we started with the words of encouragement didn't we <laughs> we did <laughs> let's switch it up we did a whole remix um so let's go right into our first segment of the day which is dating and relationships so um the question is real simple shelby and i'm asking you first 
Um, okay. Is your ideal relationship attainable? What are the qualities of your ideal relationship? In the words of Ty, absolutely. <laughs> Shout out to Ty. <laughs> Um, absolutely. Um, you know what? I do think everything that I'm praying and wishing for, um, and believing for, I think it's attainable, but I think that I'm in a totally different part of my life now in the season of my life where I'm very realistic. Let's be clear. Anything that I ask for, that I pray for in a mate, I bring to the table mm-hmm. and that's on period. And I think that's where, um, I think that's where a lot of people mess up. They ask for things and pray for things, believe for things that they can't even do and bring to the table. And I think it's really important in your mate to just kind of be able to bring what you're asking for to the table. Um, Some qualities, I will try to keep it short, but you know I don't keep anything short. Um, (laughs) Some qualities that I would like in my potential mate, um, if my future bae is listening, I'm giving him all of the keys (laughs) to slide in my DMs. (laughs) Anyway. So, um, first and foremost, he has to be a believer in God and he has to have his own relationship with God. That's first and foremost. If you don't got that, do not hit me. Slide in my DMs or say, hey, queen, how you doing? Don't say, hey, queen. Anyway. Oh, say, hey, I can't Shelby. stand that. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Um, but yeah, that's the first thing. You have to have a relationship with God. But I want somebody that wants to have a family. I want somebody that wants to have children. Hypothetically, um, two to three. That's all I got in me. That's it. Um. I want somebody that wants to travel the world and see the world. I want somebody that um, that can that I trust to lead me. Somebody that's compassionate. Somebody that's caring. Somebody that's patient. But also somebody that, this is really important to me. Somebody, two things. Somebody that is not intimidated by my ambition or my success. Yes. Because if you know me, I have really big dreams. And then I'm one of those people, if I say I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. And I probably already thought through it. So somebody that's not intimidated by my success and that supports me and encourages me in that. And somebody that I never have to question their loyalty or where I stand in their life. Yes. That's really important to me because I feel like I've always had to question that. Like, I feel like people that I've dated have never made me feel secure in that way. And I'm not even one of those people that go through your phone, that yell at you. Or that be checking, but I just I just have not dated somebody that's made me feel secure in that way. So mm-hmm. I think that those that's not everything, but that's a lot of the things that I would want um, in my person. And I think those things are very obtainable. I think that that type of person is obtainable. I've seen that type of person in other people, or I know people like that that are in relationships. So that's why I think what I want is obtainable. I just think that a lot of, I just think when I ask for that or I expect that for men, that particular person is not capable of doing what I need them to do. And that's okay. That just means they're not my person. What do you think? Yeah, I, of course, I agree with what you were saying. Um, What I've just recently realized with like your, my ideal relationship I used to think of like this fairy tale, like, oh, when I meet my person, I'm just going to know. Like that may have worked (laughs) for some people. And because I've I've heard stories of like, oh, I just knew the first time, the first date, or I knew the first time I laid eyes on this person. Now me, I'm like, hold on, (laughs) who sent you? (laughs) Like that's my first instinct. But I realized that you really probably well for me I can only speak for myself you really can't know 
if this is your person until you yeah. actually build the foundation of a friendship. I so I would, my ideal relationship would be built off of a friendship. Like we like each other. We care about each other as friends. We do things together like friends. Like we, we have that foundation first because I feel like that that kind of takes just the lust out of stuff, you know, because sometimes lust could just be so wishy-washy. And you don't really know if this person really mess with you like that if you take the lust out of it. So that would be my number one quality in my ideal relationship is friendship as a foundation. Um, Because for me, I'm such a cautious person that like I have to like feel you out for a couple months before I really know. Like I can like you, but I don't know. (laughs) I'm the same way. (laughs) So, um, but qualities like within the partner, like I just want somebody like you kind of like you said, somebody that it will support like my ambitions and my ability to still be independent in a way. Like of course, when you're in a relationship, you should be dependent on each other, but still respect my independence, you know? Um, And then somebody that could really just be my teammate. Like we in life together, like we, you, my partner, like we doing this together. Like really, you only as strong as your weakest link. Like let's do this together type of type of mentality. Um, let's see, um, someone that, like I said, like my supporter, um, let's see, someone who does what they say they will do. Like, listen, that right there. I can rely on you. I can depend on you. I know you're going to show up for me. I know you're going to write out for me. Like, I don't have to question any of that. Um, like those are the main qualities for me that is going to like, to me, that's like a great for my ideal relationship. Um, and then yeah. there are other things, but those are probably the main things. And I feel like it's in, it's important for you to like realize what are my qualities of my ideal relationship? Because I'm not even sure we even think about that when we are talking to somebody or we flirting with somebody or we, we like somebody. Are we even thinking like what qualities does this person have that fits into like my quote unquote ideal relationship? Obviously, if it's a realistic ideal relationship you know yeah I think you know what I will think I say it's something about turning 27 girl I don't know (laughs) what it is maybe it's three years from being 30 but I have been really paying attention to who I allow in my space and who because I'm like you I can like you there are two different likes for me I can like you as a person and I can romantically like you Mm-hmm. Now, if I romantically like you, you need to get me to the like like stage for me to want to like be exclusive with you. Those are two different things, mm-hmm. and I think for me, when when um dating and trying to see if this person is my ideal person or wanting a specific ideal person, you really, really like we talked in one of our past podcasts about asking questions. That's important, but you really have to watch a person and look at what they do and their actions because it'll tell on them. Some things that like some qualities and things that I look for in a guy like when I'm dating you or I'm talking to, girl, I look at how you talk to the women in your life. Yeah. That's really important to me. I look at how you talk to the waiter or anybody that's in the service community or somebody that has less than you. That's really important to me because I need a compassionate, kind person. Yeah. I look at I look at how you talk to me when you're mad at me. Like that's really important to me because one thing that I just do not stand for is you talking to me like you crazy. Yes. Like you got you actually have zero times to try me like that. Zero. Yes. Zero. Like, I think it's important for you to look at the mannerisms and how they interact in day-to-day life. 
because I think that te- that tells a lot about a person. But another thing that I wanted to bring up before I forgot is that a lot of times when we think of our ideal person, we think that that person comes ready-made like that. And I am here to tell you, right. and I'm here to be the bearer of bad news, right. that that man or that woman is not going to come like your ideal person. Right. I think that if a person has more of the qualities that you want and you can see it, I think that you can work to be that person for each other. I think a lot of people forget that it takes com- communication, hard work, and reciprocation to get to somebody being your ideal mate because you both got to want it, you both got to be in it, and you both got to do the work. Right. Exactly. That's what I was kind of touching on earlier, too, is like I used to think that. I used to think, oh, well, he's already going to show up. God is just going to drop him on a, with a stork and we just going to be, you know, uh, the best couple but to me another thing is that I would want in my ideal relationship is just honesty that sounds so simple but it's so hard to get and I and what I mean by honesty like I think of it as okay if I'm with my person we walk into a room ain't nothing that other person can tell me about him that I don't already know good or bad comfortable or uncomfortable like I want to be be able to have an open and honest relationship with my person. I feel like that is my ideal quality along with like what I said earlier. Um, So many people try to like hide stuff and try to, you know, um, just cover stuff up because they don't want to be whatever it is. I just, one, one thing that I feel like contributes to longevity in a relationship is the honesty. Like, just be honest. If you was trash, just let me know you was trash. At least I know when I'm walking into a room that you was trash. Like, Right? You like, know? don't catch me off guard when we chilling with your homies and I got to keep you together until we get in the car. And I'm, <laughs> up and I'm like, why you didn't tell me? Exactly. I, I definitely agree. And I know for me, like, at this stage in dating, like, it's deeper for me. Because I want somebody that I say this all the time, but I want somebody that I can do life with. Right. It's that simple. In addition to what you said, like I want somebody that's honest and trustworthy. Somebody that's like my best friend. Like somebody, no matter what, I know they rocking with me. I know they riding with me. I know they loving me to death do us part. Are you being your chest friend? (laughs) I'm bidding on my hands. Oh, I I have my hand in a fist. You felt that. I did because like it's for me like relationships like at the point I'm at now like and I say this all the time like I'm not trying to I'm not trying to have kids and get married tomorrow I'm really not Mm -hmm. like this is like three or four years down the line Mm -hmm. that's what I would like you know but I'm just saying like I want I think a lot of people think of relationships on very surface level terms yeah and if that's you that's cute you can keep up with the Joneses and you can keep up with appearances but I really believe that I'm going to be able to fulfill certain parts of my purpose when I get with who I'm supposed to be with. So that's why it's deeper for me. But I really just, I, like, I, like, I thought about that a couple months ago, and I was like, I want somebody that I can do life with. Like, yeah. no matter what. Like, if this man, let's say, if this man get a job and we got to move across the country, I know he got my back, and I know we're going to be okay because we both going to figure this thing out. Exactly. Like, that's what I'm talking about. Like, I want it to be deeper than surface level, deeper than he find, deeper than he got a good job, deeper than he look good on paper. Yes. Like, I need this to be, like, a God-filled thing. I need us to be aligned. I need our visions to be clear. I need us to be on the same page. So when I say that my idealistic person, he got to be somebody that I can do life with and that I don't mind submitting to and that I'm going to trust his vision even if I don't understand it. Like, yes. <laughs> that's the type of person 
that I'm going to be with. That's the type of person that I am praying and hoping to be with. Yeah, same with me. Because especially me being in my early 30s, like it's time for me to stop playing and just be looking at, oh, he fine. Oh, he killed. Oh, he give me butterflies. No, okay. We need to focus. <laughs> focus. <laughs> um, but like what you said, that surface level and um, with when you're just looking at outside appearances and this pandemic is a, a huge like lesson. Like what if you are with this man and he loses his job and he can't, paying you got to do all all the stuff by yourself like that's the type of when I say teammate like when your teammate is down you got to go ahead and do it like so that's the kind of um ideal relationship I'm talking about and so not only am I looking at okay are you my person while I'm in my early 30s but are you going to be my person while I'm in my early 40s early 50s early 60s like yeah of course we can't see into the future that far but I'm just saying like does the qualities of this person or this relationship can you see that sustaining a lifetime and I don't think people at all think about that they just want a little boo so they can go on vacations like I just don't understand why it's so surface level like yeah you know so I would agree you also just to add like somebody that is going to be able to um, evolve with you through the years. I think that's really important because if we're being honest, like even like taking an example, let's just take us, for example, just as friends, platonic friends, you guys got to put that out there. Anyway, (laughs) so how we were, okay, how we were for each other when we first became friends is totally different than our friendship now. But we were able to evolve together and to grow together and to quote, do life together so far as friends. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yes. And so that's one thing also that I've realized is that like, you know, you're going to change and evolve through the years. So I definitely also, one of the things that I want in a person is somebody that's going to be able to evolve and adapt with me through the years, because I'm pretty confident that when I meet you, bright eye, bushy tail, you know, Peruvian in, that's not going to be the same chick a couple years down the line, a couple decades down the line. You know? Like, maybe I want some Brazilian. You know? Gary, better watch them, Keep <laughs> But I'm just saying, I just decide. But, like, you do want somebody that can evolve with you in different things like that. Sorry. Yes, I I, I'm sorry, that really hurt me because I was just thinking about my Brazilian bundles that I can't put in my head. Um, but... <laughs> y'all, we, we, okay, first of all, forgive us. We, we were doing good. We were doing so good. I'm so trapped. I'm sorry. Ooh, but no, for real. No, that's true though because, like, you don't want to get into a relationship where you only can see, like, where you are right now with this person. If you cannot see your future with this person, then it might be a red flag. Now, granted, some people just be looking at futures with everybody. Like, they just like, oh, this is my husband. And next new, next dude, oh, this is my husband. No, this is my husband. Like, no. Like, when we say I qualities, you have to really, even if you have to write them down, like, really think about what your qualities are for your relationship and or your ideal relationship. And if this person doesn't align with that, then that's probably not your person. So... I would definitely agree. And I just want to add one little thing because I know we got to wrap this section up. If you have not, I would strongly encourage you to listen to Pastor Michael Todd's sermon from Transformation Church. Yes. Um, Relationships Reloaded, but specifically the sermon that he preached on Rip Up Your Lips. 
Yes. Let me tell you something. Um, <laughs> that was one of the best sermons that I've ever heard in my life. Yes, I love like God. like I'm not even kidding. Like I would really suggest like as you um as you try to figure out what you need in your relationship or what you want in a person, I definitely believe that you should pray and you know have you know what you want in mind. But that sermon really gave me a lot of clarity as I await my person because I was really getting restless in different things like that and that really just gave me a lot of peace so seriously like if you have not listened to that particular sermon I would highly suggest that you listen to it like it will change your view on relationships but in a I hope prayerfully in a good way yeah but I just have to add that you can find it on YouTube it's really good I'd listen to that too um <clears throat> okay so that was great let's move on to our journey segment <laughs> well this is where Shelby and I discuss something um that has happened or maybe tips or tricks that we've learned along the way of building our brand all things melanin so for some of you may have known that in our previous episodes we've announced that we landed our first blogger collaboration with the fashion brand Okay, so the fashion brand is Femlux, and it's based out of the UK and US. So we wanted to just talk to you guys about how our first collaboration with Femlux went. Um, I think our first collaboration went really, really well. I think this was actually just our really our our first collaboration that we've done that's been a really big deal. Um, I will say that they have been great so far, even though it's only one so far. But <laughs> when they emailed us and they reached out to us, they had all of their T's crossed and all their I's dotted. Like everything was laid out in the email, what they wanted, what they expected, what to do, and how to be, how to continue to be a part of their program. So that's one thing that I really, really um, appreciated about them. And one another thing that I really, really you know, loved about them. What else would you say, friend? Yeah, I I do appreciate that they have definitely kept up their end of the bargain, as did we. Um, because a lot of the times, Shelby and I have gotten a lot of like collaboration proposals, and some of them just haven't been either aligned, haven't aligned with our brand, or haven't seemed as legit. Or you know, it's we have really we always research each and every person that approaches us with a collaboration. Cause like we said, this is our first actual blogger collaboration and we've been doing this for three years. So it's like, but not to say that we haven't been offered other opportunities, but one thing to take away from here is that it's very important to just make sure that it aligns with your brand, number one, but then that it is legit, number two, and that it's something that, you know, you have integrity on both sides. So yeah. I think that it went, really well um I really love their clothes I like we shop there personally too so it was like wait what y'all wanna like is this for real I wanna collab like what no, but I'm saying like Shelby and I we've said this on on other episodes before like when we first started we wrote down our goals short term and long term and one of our long term goals was to collab with brands um and so the fact that this is manifesting now is just yeah. amazing. And I just feel like it's important when you're starting a brand that you still t- stay true to what you do and what your beliefs are. And if it aligns, then do it. But don't be yeah. so hungry that you just 
take anything. Do everything. Yeah. Because yeah, a lot of people say, oh, say yes to everything in the beginning. Just say yes to everybody. But that's not really the best advice. You can only tell yourself or tell, you know, you are, the, you make the decision for your brand. So you are the only one that can say, yes, this actually makes sense. Because like I said, there's been a lot of other opportunities that just we had to unfortunately turn down, but we are happy with this ongoing relationship. So we're excited. Yeah. Go look at our um Instagram page. Um, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> it's been it's been really cool. So I'm excited. I concur. <laughs> so let's move on to our mentor moment. Um, this is when we read a listener letter that was submitted to us, and then Shelby and I give our advice. So the letter reads, Hi, Eric and Shelby. I'm having a hard time figuring out what to do next with my life. I want so much more. I'm holding on to the same friendships, relationship, and career for so long that I no longer feel fulfilled in these areas of my life. How do you know when it's the right time to leave, whether that be a job, a friendship, or relationship? Can you help? You got that one, Shelby. <laughs> Let's see. Okay. So I feel like whenever you start questioning, have you fulfilled your purpose for a certain place, a job, or opportunity, or a person, most of the time, I'm going to go, I'm going to say 80% of the time you have. Yeah. When you start to feel uneasy or uncomfortable in a situation and it's no longer serving you and you ask yourself that question, more than likely it's time for you to move around. And one thing that I've realized is if you don't move you, God will move you. He will make something so dramatic happen that you have to leave that situation or that person. That's facts. So let me tell you, I've experienced it a couple of times. So that's the first thing. I think a lot of times when we start to feel uneasy and different things like that, we stay with people we stay in places, we stay in jobs or situations because we're comfortable with them. Right. Not because not because it's the best thing for us, but because we're comfortable with them. And let me tell you something. Nothing extraordinary comes from comfort. Yeah. Mediocrity comes from comfort, mm-hmm. but nothing extraordinary comes from comfort. And one thing that I'm learning is that if you feel like this way, and you want more out of your life, then you owe it to yourself to seek more. And I think that essentially you have to jump into what you want to do. You have to jump into following your dreams. You have to jump into pursuing it wholeheartedly because you only get one shot in this life. And for me, as for me in my house, I know that when I look back on my life, at the end of my life, I want to know that I gave it everything that I had, that I pursued every dream that I had, every vision that I had, every idea that I had, and that I leave this earth empty. Because I feel like so many people live a mediocre life, and they wanted more, and they sought more, and they knew that they were too big. They knew that they were more than what they were currently doing, but they chose to be comfortable, if that makes sense. Yeah, and I just personally feel like if you want more out of life, then you owe it to yourself to pursue that. Like, and one thing that me and Erica have learned in pursuing our dreams is that it's not easy. There's no rule book to following your dreams. There's no rule book to jumping into who you want to be. There's no rule book to creating the life that you want. However, there are resources on YouTube and Google. There are books that you can read. There are people that you can ask. You can pray and seek wisdom and vision and discernment in your life. There are so many different things that you can do to be all who God has called you to be. And I genuinely believe that if you take the first step and the second step, then God will carry the rest of the way. But you got to do your part. Yes. 
And one another thing to add to that is I feel like this person has already, they already know because they said, I want so much more. And then they said, I no longer feel fulfilled. So to yeah. me, those two things, you already know it's the right time to leave, whether it's yeah. the job, the friendship, the relationship, whatever it is. Um, so I feel like that that is in a way your nudge that like something is nudging you to move on, move forward. And it could be very scary to not know which direction you're supposed to go. But I honestly feel like whatever direction appears or happens or works out is the direction you're supposed to go. So like what Shelby was saying is like when you put yourself out there and just do, you know, uh, connect with all the resources, resources that you can and whatever comes through is going to be the direction that you're supposed to be going. Um, yeah. And there's nothing more, uh, I would say, miserable, I guess because I've experienced this before, is when you're sitting there and you just know that this is not where you're supposed to be or this is not like the, what's it for you. Like there's more for you. Um, yeah. Shelby and I have talked about this on several vlogs about how people try to put you in a box. And when you're sitting in a box and you feel like, okay, I have more to offer. It's frustrating yeah. when, you're, when you're confined to that. I know that for me, when I, um, specifically when I turned 30, I was like, oh, well, I know exactly what I'm supposed what people say I'm supposed to have by 30 or what yeah. I'm supposed to be doing by 30, but that wasn't fulfilling me. So it's like when you have those feelings, that is your nudge that you know it's the right time to pursue whatever that is that's nudging you or pursue a different path, pursue a different other friendships or network with different groups of people. Um pursue it another relationship after, of course, you ended that other relationship. I ain't trying to say nothing. Um, but, but that would just be my advice. Like you already know, you already know if it's the right time. And sometimes it could be very uncomfortable, but that uncomfortableness is your nudge that's moving you into where you're supposed to be. Yeah. So that's, I agree. Yeah. Like I said, God will make something so dramatic happen that you have to move. Yeah. Let me tell you something. Eric can attest. I, let me tell you, I have lived this out a couple times in 2020. Yes. So. I would move before God moves you. Because if God moves you, it's going to be so dramatic. You're going to be like, really? Like, you literally don't have no choice. So. It's uh, like, like you're going to swim when he throw you in. So. Mm -hmm. Right. And be careful when you pray about something. Like, it's going to happen pretty pretty drastically. Um, Yeah. And it's not going to happen how you want it to happen. No, it's not. (laughs) So. That's just personal experiences. Okay. So um, if any of you have any questions um, that you want us to answer, send us an email at allthingsmelanintv at gmail.com or slide in our DMs at allthingsmelanin underscore underscore. So we're moving on to our last segment of the day, which is words of encouragement. And this Bible verse comes from Luke 11, 9 through 10. So it says, so I say to you, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be open. So I personally love this verse because it really gives us the the blueprint on answered prayers. Um, because a lot of us don't pray for stuff that we actually are wanting or desiring um so how can if you don't humble yourself I think the main thing is to humble yourself you don't humble yourself yourself to ask for these things or these desires then how will you be able to find it 
if you don't come to Jesus about what you want, what's what's on your heart, how can you how can that be open to you? So I think that the main lesson for me is like sometimes I honestly feel like transparent moment. Sometimes I feel like my prayers or what I'm asking for doesn't matter or or is it like too minimal to like, oh, God, you got other stuff. You got bigger things to worry about. Like it's a whole pandemic going on. Why am I asking you about something? But it's really it that stops us from knocking, seeking, finding when we feel like, oh, well, maybe I shouldn't go to God about this. This this is irrelevant right now. I've gone through that mindset before, but when I realized that like you have to seek, you have to find, you have to knock, that made me realize, okay, God wants you to humble yourself and ask for whatever it is. It don't matter if you asking God for the most minimal thing in comparison to whatever else is going on in the world. He's going to take care of you. So that's what it means to me. What about you? Um, Definitely. um, I think for me, like it just reminds me that like, I have to make known the desires of my heart. I think sometimes I take for granted that God already knows what I'm wanting and what I'm seeking and what I'm praying and believing for. But I think that we forget that we have to audibly say that to God, audibly go to him in prayer and ask him because God is our father. And just like your earthly father, your earthly father wants to reward you and he wants you to receive the desires of your heart. But just like we spend time with our dads on earth, like we have to spend time with God in prayer and seeking him and knowing what his will is for you. And I think sometimes we forget to seek him. We forget to ask him. We forget to, you know, go to him in our prayer room and knock and say, God, like, you know, this is what I'm praying and believing for. This is what I would want for my life. And I really do believe that if it is the will, if the desires of your heart are the will of God, that he will make it come to pass. I think that sometimes we're on our own timeline. Yeah. And that's where we get really discouraged. That's where we get really upset. But God never told you that he was going to deliver your tall chocolate band on May the 6th. <laughs> he never said that. You oh, imagine that. Okay? <laughs> you imagine that. And a lot of times we imagine what we want for ourselves and we give God a timeline on when he should deliver it. Or we imagine how God should give us what we're praying for or how it should happen or how it should be delivered. But I think that we have to humble ourselves before the Lord and seek and ask and pray and go to him and let him work out the details because he deals in the details. Right. He don't need our help, so. um. He don't. I mean, I be thinking he do, but. I know, but here are some suggestions that we could do. (laughs) Right. Oh, man. But on that note, let's go ahead and pray us on out. So bow your heads and close your eyes. So, dear God, we come to you and we just thank you for this day that you have blessed us with. And we just pray for everyone that is under the sound of our voices listening to this podcast. We pray that you continue to bless them, protect them, their family, their friends, continue to uplift them through this hard time. And we just ask and we thank you for your protection um, going forward. And we just thank you for your favor. We thank you for your word. And we just ask that anything that we come to you humbly asking for, seeking for, and that we will find it and that we will have the courage to move forward in different areas of our lives, knowing that you are guiding us, knowing that you are protecting us, knowing that you are watching our backs with every move. And we just pray for the rest of the week for everyone and that your angels will be camped around us, protecting us and fulfilling us with your blessings. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. Amen.